Perçayni. The, the concept, the topic we're going to learn about is how expensive as tefillah, the importance of tefillah, how tefillah works, what tefillah does in Shemaim, and then as a result of how we meant to double. But it starts with an interesting point. We contrast the first two parts of the Shema. You know, the first paragraph of Shema starts with Hatsis Hashem Rekecha. So it talks about the mitzvah of Hashem and it says, Bechol Levacha, Bechol Nafshacha, Bechol Moedach. There are three ways that a person is to show that they love Hashem. And they are Bechol Levacha, Bechol Nafshacha, Bechol Moedach. We'll explain it along. The second paragraph of Shema is different. The second paragraph of Shema starts, also to love Hashem, but also adds to the Ogdai and to serve Him. So, whereas the first paragraph just wants to speak about Avas Hashem, the second paragraph speaks about Avas Hashem and the Vedas Hashem. The Avas Hashem or the Ogdai. And then it only says, It doesn't say, And it says, So, what does it mean, the Ogdai? What's being added over here? Besides for loving Hashem is a mitzvah the object to serve Hashem. And then Chazal says, he brings, he starts with the Shara by saying, Ksim da'avaz Hashem lekeich v'lo avdeh v'chol avad v'chol v'chol nafshechem v'chol v'chol Chazal v'perakem v'tanis v'v'tifri eiz avad Hashem b'lev v'v'ayim z'tfila. So when it's just avaz Hashem, it talks about v'chol avad v'chol v'chol nafshechem v'chol v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'v'
since that this is mine also, Mimele,
Are you married and become a part of the community that's it? But I tell you why you want your hand looking at it. I'm going to give the marshal, so to speak, of a marriage, custom and kind of just to explain this point better. And that is that way of understanding how effort causes love is by actually looking at it from the from the perspective of the husband. In other words, when marriage means he's coined his wife, so that someone she becomes a part of him, from that he's now taken as as his and imagine it's as it joins or she joins his his concept of effort. His identity, his his self. So that's one way you can have you can love something by incorporating it into you. But if you look at it from the wife's point of view, there's eye for both ways. She loves or meant to love her husband also. But she doesn't claim him. She doesn't make him something of hers, it's the other way around. So what what how does the other work the other way around? It's the other way around. She becomes a part of him. And like the Gemara says that she's not uh, the rounds is the condition works as good as she's left for herself, that she can be he can be claimed. So is the a concept of Ava from the wife's husband, of course. What did she get for that? If her husband's going to love, he has to like give her food, he has to give her clothing, he has to look after him, she has to give it up. So, but if you talk about what's inside the lady, what does she give? The answer is much more positive. She gives herself. She gives herself. And uh, it's, it's a much more total sense of giving. Araya. Anything, Mara says, anything a lady acquires belongs to her husband. Her identity goes to her husband. She takes his name, she takes his whatever it is, from the part of his, of his family, his home, whatever it is, in whatever sense you understand. So of course it's Ava, because she becomes one with him by being most herself. Instead of the idea of, of, of connecting to something by making it a part of yourself, you can connect to something by making yourself a part of it. Okay. Now if you understand that idea, which is a very simple concept of the connection hasn't been a way. When we talk about Avas Hashem, let's think for a second of myself. In which role of Avas do we put ourselves? If a person is expected to love Hashem, in what sense? So it's a big mistake to think that, okay, so I'm going to make Hashem a part of me. It's not going to work that way. It's the other way around. The Avas of Kaishal to Hashem is expressed in Shashim as the Avas of the lady to the man. Which means, I'm a Hashem, I'm being moistened myself to Him. I'm not acquiring Hashem, it's other way around. I'm giving myself to Him that He can acquire me. So that's exactly how the Ram in Saudi explains the Hashem. That the more a person focuses and understands how great Hashem is in relation to how insignificant He is, the more a person is willing to, so to speak, battle himself. In, like what says this, Hashem, you pull me, I'll run after you. I'm prepared to give myself up to you. That's what the positive means. Why are they, what are the three categories? The what are these three categories of how a person expresses that? Those need something very deep. The Maral says, the Maral says that the three areas where a human being is categorically different from 
animals or malafim or anything else in the ground. Not physically, physically we understand the person can speak and whatever. We're talking on the level of a person's ruh, the level of a person's more spiritual side. The three areas where we see the uniqueness of the human being. What are they? Number one, the person can have a call, the person can have a rapture, the person can have a mission. No animal has a long-term goal. If he has food to eat now and he's not in danger, he's having to stay there. He's not planning ahead, what am I going to be in a week's time or a year's time, or how am I going to be different? If I need it taken care of now, I'm happy. I don't have any, any ideas or plans of building for the future. Now, here's the first area. The person has a rotten, the person can set a goal, the person can achieve it. The second area where a person is different to an animal, he says a person has an identity. Yes, we're all people, but we don't say we're just part of a herd. We're just like all the same. Another one of the same. Everyone feels he's in the ways he's different. He has his nature, his personality, his mirrors, his talents, his sense of self. It's more that people look to express that. Everyone has the natural, the natural talent that they have, or the skills that they have. People look to excel in the areas where they're special. Again, something that I find by animals. We don't see the animals trying to be different to each other. We all do the same. They, they just follow the herd. They're part of the herd. There's no uniqueness. There's no identity. That's the second place where a person's different. The third place where a person's different, interesting, he says is that a person has the ability to acquire other things. They have a quite opinion. Which means I can take, I can own something. Whereas I'll enough, an animal can't own anything. You can eat food, you can take things, but it doesn't own it. It's not by an animal. That's not a That's not a rock. Yeah, it's not a rock. It's, uh, now, the interesting thing is, the malach also can't own anything. Malach can do job, they don't own anything, they don't have property, they don't have something which is theirs. Right. They, they exist and they do what she wants them to do. The idea of owning something, of being cognate, that becomes mine, only exists by a person. Okay, so again, there's two different levels. Number one, uh, a person has a goal, a rotten. Number two, a person has an identity. Number three, a person is going to be cognate. Now, we've learned, heard in the first word of the paragraph of the divisions within a person's nefesh. Or is Neshama Neshama? We're talking about three things. Within the person's realm, there's the neshama. The neshama is always, you said, the ratzin. That's where a person's kayak of what he wants and his decision-making processes is his ratzin. In the ruh is the ruh of his ruh. The ruh is his identity or his personality. And then is the nefesh of the ruh. How it relates to physical things around him. And that's the three parts of the ruh. The neshama kayak is how it develops the person's ratzin. The Ruach Chalak is a person's sense of self, where he sees his identity. And the, the Nefesh Chalak is how a person is able to control other things. And that means the rest of other things, physical things, is able to coin them, is able to own them, they become part of them, they become his. Says Hashem. Loving Hashem has to apply to all these three, all these three things. And what does it mean to love Hashem? 
to give yourself to Hashem. Not to call Hashem, it doesn't make sense, but to give yourself to Hashem. So what am I willing to give up? All these reasons. So let's go to number one. Number one, the, the concept of whatever my goal, whatever my plan, whatever I want to do, my wants, my returnness, my desires, my ambition, that's the first thing. I'm prepared to give up what I want if, if Sora Shemans. That's the first thing. The second thing, I'm prepared to give up my life. That's my sense of self. The person sees himself as, in, in, first, is being alive. That's the first identity as a living person. And we're afraid to give up that also. And lastly, Bechol Moedecha. Bechol is all your mind. Like the permission says, Bechol Moedecha, everything on. So, Ava, the expression of Ava Sashem, I'm not independent from you. And what am I willing to give up in order to be part of you, or to connect to you? Everything that I have of mine. And this is something very interesting about myself. If you think about it for a little bit, when a lady gets married, she basically gives up the same three things. Number one, uh, her rotsin. The Gemara says, the age of Shara, the age of the Whatever her goals, plans, and direction was in life, basically when she gets married, now her, she changes. Now her, her goals and directions to help her husband achieve his goals and directions. So, could be she wants plan on what she wants to do with her life. But if they're going to have a marriage where each partner wants to pursue their own goals, it's not going to hold together too well. And therefore, the first thing that is from the Shabbat when she gets married is, I'm now here to be an Ezer to help my husband achieve his goals. So I have to reach out. That's me for Khal What I wanted to do, what I was planning, has to now put in place with what my husband wants to do. That's the thing she can do. The second thing she gives up is her identity. As we know, a lady takes on her husband's name. Number one. Number two, that's just an outside factor. The luck is she's now also to the whole world. Whereas before she was with to anybody, right? Now when she gets married to him, she's, not, she's made herself something of his and also to everybody else. And you should explain, why is the wise and instead of marrying her, she says, she belongs to somebody. It's not shy to marry her because she's not, she's not open to be married. She belongs to somebody. So she gives up her ability, so to speak, to get married to whoever she wanted. That was her identity. I can be whoever I want to be. Now, now you're giving yourself to your husband in the sense that he owns you for that. That's again the Chol Nafshecha. And lastly, like we said, whatever that is going goes to husband. So anything she owns, then he takes off. So this is Nefsa Milag, or Nefsa Tzvaros, or whatever category is going to be. But the Maisa, if she doesn't, she loses her possessions. Does she want to do that? Of course. <laughs> Ladies want to get married. Maybe more than men. Laura says it was one time in Right? Why? But she's giving up everything. The answer is, it's true. She's giving up everything of hers to become part of his. But that's the connection of the marriage. You made it as now it shifts gold, it shifts whatever it is into something else. But now as a chilek of being a part of her husband, that's that's what she connects to. That's, that's a different expression of that.
That creates, that's, that's the expression of the Ava. And it's the same for us. It's true that it's, Ava's Hashem means the person that says, Hashem, I'm prepared to give up my own identity, what I have, in order to connect to you. But is it Kedai, of course, not the Shaila. If a person's not connected to Akadosh Baruch he gets much more. Okay, so that's the first one. Therefore, when we talk about Ava's Hashem, we say, Ava's Hashem, how? How do you love Hashem? Love Hashem doesn't just mean to have a feeling in my heart, an accent. That's not real Ava. Ava means to become Echod, to become one with something. And how do you become one? By investing in it. What do I invest in myself? How do you invest yourself? That's as far as Ava goes. Now, in the second part of Shema, I'm just saying introduction, in the second part of Shema, we add another element also. Besides for the Ava, is Hashem there's also a little of them. There's also here the extra element of being over the Hashem, of serving Hashem, which says, Avod Hashem Lev, is Tfilah. So you have to, once a person is already holding by the Ava, which is like, I'm wasting myself to you, and I give everything to be connected to you. So what's Tfilah adding beyond that point? What's the new thing? If you added the second parish now, there's also an element of the Avod and the next point which he points out, which he explained, is why is it Avod Hashem when it comes to the other, it's only before the Vavchah and Nabshachah. Tfilah only applies to the first two of the three. The Vavchah and Nabshachah, not Moedachah. That's why the second question gives it that. It says when we pray Hashem, we're going to explain next time. This idea. How Tfilah adds an extra level to Ava, and why it's only going to the first two of the three levels. Before the Vavchah and Nabshachah.